Welcome to the Sunshine Girl Podcast. This is a place for growth and honest conversations about life and living it. Relationships, personal development, and everything in between. The Sunshine Girl Podcast belongs to Ghanaian broadcaster Jessica Opare Saforo, who lives and resides in Ghana. You can find her YouTube channel at Jessica OS or find her on Facebook using her name. Welcome once again to the Sunshine Girl Podcast. I hope the conversations are beneficial. Signs that you and your partner are incompatible. And indeed, once you find out and if you find out that you are, is that a recipe for a breakup or can the situation be salvaged? So wouldn't it be lovely if from the get go you could tell whether you were going to be compatible or incompatible with someone. I mean, think about it. You wouldn't have to waste any time, any money, any effort, waste any emotions really in trying to, you know, date this person. But unfortunately, we cannot see beyond our noses. However, over time, people have observed lots of trends and red flags that show that couples may be incompatible. And if they go ahead in the relationship, it may not last. Hopefully this video highlights these for you. So let's jump right into sign number one. The future looks different. Now, I remember um, a relationship that I was in. We used to ask ourselves this every single time, like, do you see me in your future? It's important that you ask that question, you know, um, do you guys see the future together? Do you have a future together? When you look into the future, what do you see? And sometimes it's very easy to sort of figure that out because you can tell that your goals, your values, your beliefs and morals are aligned in many ways. And usually when some of these things are aligned, it makes it a, the journey a little easier. It makes the journey a little easier. And um, you're able to overcome a lot of obstacles that pose as serious threats to other relationships that you guys are able to surmount because you are so aligned and you can see the future together. Um, when you look into the future, what does it look like for you? You know? What is it? A dog, a house, children, you know, what do they want as well? Is it aligned? If it is, then you have nothing to worry about. But if you guys have completely different futures, one wants to continue to travel the world, whereas you want to settle, then it might be a sure sign that you guys might be incompatible. That's one. Number two, you're both stubborn. Now, relationships can work if there's one stubborn party, you know, I think, you know, at least there's always going to be one other person who will be willing to, you know, bend over backwards just to see the relationship progress. And so far as they'll be willing to do that, um, you guys would be fine. However, if both of you are stubborn, stubborn as a mule, <laughs> then it's going to be very hard for you to see eye to eye. You know, you're going to butt heads on everything. You're going to take a stance and if one party doesn't follow, it's going to bring a lot of friction in your relationship. If you're both stubborn, you're in trouble. And that's why sometimes people go by that saying that opposites attract. Because sometimes you'll find that people who have very loud personalities usually settle with people who are not so loud. People who are very hot-headed settle with people who are calm. When you two are too similar in personality, sometimes, depending on what the characteristic is, you will butt heads and clash until the relationship falls apart. Number three, you're not on the same intellectual level. Now, usually it depends really on the individuals here, but um, largely from the onset, you know, everybody thinks, oh, it's okay. So far as we have love, we're good. Maybe you have a 
you have two PhDs. This person has barely um, senior high school education, you know, and you guys found love some way, somehow. From the onset, it might be nothing or it might not be a big deal because you're both in love, only to realize down the line that you cannot connect. You guys go out for functions and they can't contribute and they stick out like a sore thumb. Over time, these little things that were just pinching you begin to slap you in the face and you realize that no you cannot walk together you cannot function together as a, a couple and it can take a really huge toll on the relationship and just basically how far it most likely will progress i am not insinuating that two people from different for want of a better word educational classes can't be together I'm not saying that, but I'm saying it takes a whole lot of effort for such relationships to work. And if one person isn't really understanding and is insecure and lets ego get in the way, you will have major challenges. And I see this happen every day in relationships all around us. Number four, your partner spends more time with friends. Now, you know, from the get-go, it seems okay. Like, oh, we're a cool couple. You know, husband goes, hangs out with his friends, comes back anytime he wants. Wife does same, you know, and you guys seem to be chilling. Maybe from the onset, everybody's sort of satisfying their own personal feelings, wants and needs. And so, you know, it's good to go. We're good to go. But after a while, when one party begins to slow down because, say, their children or some life situation begins to slow them down and they're not able to keep up and engage with people um, as much as they used to, resentment starts to set in. So the times where, for instance, the guy could step out and be with his boys, boys on a Friday night. And the woman can't step out and be with her girls because, say, she's pregnant or she's taking care of three kids. It's going to start to be a major problem. If a relationship like that is going to work, both parties have to make time for themselves, have to find mutual friends and just have to make a conscious effort to work together as a couple. I've seen this happen to very close friends of mine and it wasn't pretty when it got ugly. Five, you don't share common interests. From the onset, it's okay. Everybody has what gets them going. One likes to hang out in the club. Another wants to, you know, just have a good night in with a good book, right? Um, from the onset, it's okay. You're accommodating. You're in love. But as time goes on, you begin to draw apart. When you don't have common interests, you tend to spend less and less quality time together as a couple. Don't forget, the more things you do together as a couple, the more bonding time available for both of you to really work on your relationship and have it improve. And I'm not by this suggesting that you absolutely must tick the boxes. If they like five things, you should like these five things. No, I'm simply saying that you, need, you guys need to find something that you can do together because the more you engage in similar activities, the more your love grows stronger. And if you ask people who've been married for a long time, I'm sure they will confirm this. Six, the next huge sign of incompatibility is when you have different values and beliefs. Once again, nothing I'm saying on this video is cast in stone. There are always rules or exceptions to every rule. However, the people who have or harbor 
very different values find it very difficult to find common ground. One party thinks the children need to, you know, be taught the things of God. The other party can't be bothered, you know. When it comes to religion, one is Christian, the other is Muslim. Now, without imposing Christian ideologies on anybody, the Bible talks about how can both be together unless they are equally yoked, right? Um, values or lack of common values in relationships can really tear the relationship apart and quite easily as well. So try to find someone who has similar values to you and you have a better chance at succeeding. Seven, you can't be yourself around each other. Now, it's normal. You meet someone for the first time or when you're originally courting, there's certain things that you simply cannot do. And really, I mean, I don't think anyone will find it flattering if you met a girl for the first day and farted in her presence, right? Or decided not to shower or brush your teeth or anything like that. But when the relationship has gone on for a while and being yourself around this person irks them or they kind of hate certain behaviors about you and you're not willing to change it. Neither are they willing to compromise. You reach a stalemate and it just means the relationship is going to decline. In relationships, it's important that couples accept each other for who they are. If there's bad behavior, the guilty party has to be willing to compromise to make things better. Finally, let me talk about this particular one. It's when you have different love languages. Now, having different love languages in itself is not a problem. It's just the fact that you're slow to adopt or understand what your partner's love language is. And so one party feels like, listen, I'm giving you all you need. I'm taking care of the house um, financially. I'm being the man in this relationship. Meanwhile, the other party understands the language of gifts right? And she's thinking, you've never given me anything. Anything you've given to me is just for the upkeep of the family and the kids, and you don't appreciate me. See how this can go south very fast. Meanwhile, if the gentleman in this relationship, for instance, understood that his wife loves to receive gifts, then ever so often he can surprise her with those. And that's her way of understanding that he loves her. And if the woman could also understand that his way of doing things is to is providing, by providing, he is actually showing his love, then she will complain a little less and accept and accept that expression of love as unique to him and cut him a bit of slack when things don't always go her way or she doesn't receive the gifts that she expects. There are five love languages, to be honest. And if you want me to do a video on love languages, drop it in the comments below. But these love languages are words of affirmation, gift giving, touch, physical touch, that is, acts of service and quality time. These are the five love languages that exist in relationships. Now, there are many other things that make couples incompatible that I can't possibly list in one video. But what I really want you to understand is you're not going to be totally compatible, like as in tick all the boxes um, when it comes to your relationship, right? Neither is your partner going to be able to do that. A lot of couples fall in between and it's really about being willing to work on these things that give each of you grief in your separate corners and finding middle ground and finding something that works for you, you know, and works for your relationship. The key is to really break down and understand 
which compatibilities or incompatibilities create the most friction in the relationship and begin to solve it from there. There are some things you can compromise and tolerate and there are others that you can't. List all these things, you know, that are top on the list for you when it comes to being incompatible with your partner and see if you can really work on these things and improve on these things or bring it to light so your partner knows what your challenges, specific challenges are in that regard. And finally, I'll say if there are differences that are too big to overcome, no matter how hard you try, then perhaps no reason is big enough for you to stay together. And that's just the truth. My name is Jessica. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to the Sunshine Girl podcast. I hope you found the thoughts, ideas, and conversations beneficial. I'm glad you spent time with me today. I hope I gave you value. Please come back soon.